Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. An amazing situation developed at the Supreme Court last week with the leaking of this draft opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Holly, this was right in the midst of several things that were happening in Washington, D.C. First of all, on May the 2nd, the Supreme Court issued a 9-0 decision in our case involving the Christian flag case, Shirtliff versus City of Boston. That received lots of media attention mm -hmm. around the country and even around the world. You set national precedent, so it very well should. <laughs> and in addition to that, we launched on Saturday the annual Bible Reading Marathon, and that is being conducted right now in our ministry center. The reading of the Bible begins in Genesis 1, and eventually that reading of the Bible concluded with the very last word of Revelation. And we do that every single year. It goes 24 hours a day until the entire Bible is read. And this was broadcast on social media. It was broadcast on the Faith and Liberty website. There are participants from all over the world in all, all different languages reading the Bible. We have over a hundred and some languages of Bibles that people can read in their own native language. Mm -hmm. And in the past, it's been on the steps of the United States Supreme Court, but because of COVID, it has been brought inside. And frankly, more worldwide audience as a result of that, because we're broadcasting it worldwide. So the actual reading of the Bible, this is the important part was taking place in the nation's capital, directly behind the United States Supreme Court. And when you look from our ministry center, outside there is a Ten Commandments monument that is made out of granite, and it faces the Supreme Court and faces the actual room in the U.S. Supreme Court where the justices gather to discuss cases. So all of that was taking place. This historic 9-0 decision in our case had been released. Lots of media attention was ongoing. The Word of God was already in progress starting on Saturday. This was Monday. And while this decision was leaked, the Word of God was continually being read and was continuing on until the National Day of Prayer later last week. And this leaked decision came out. It hit our... Um, inboxes and uh, was communicated to us from our staff in Washington, D.C. about this political article, and it was almost surreal. I know. It was kind of surprised and with mixed emotions, I must say. Yeah, and you wanted to find out, is it really true? But the details of that article were quite extensive, and so the person obviously had some inside information from somebody inside the United States Supreme Court. But then when we actually got the draft opinion, this 98-page opinion, that is a draft that was originally circulated on February 10, 2022, authored by Justice Alito and a majority of justices. This is a real deal. This is not mm -hmm. some fake opinion. 
But let me say, though, the process is wrong. This is a, a real security breach for from our high court. Somewhere in the high court, in the clerks or somewhere, it's a security breach, which is wrong. Yeah, Chief Justice John Roberts has already alerted the FBI to do some investigation to find the source of that leak, and I'm sure that they will find the source of that leak. I predict that it would be one of the clerks, uh, probably on someone on the dissenting side, but it could be some administrative staff as well. There's a small number of people that have access to this information. Certainly the clerks do because they have to research and write for their justices. But historically, they have been very confidential. And these clerks, these are attorneys, so they know that if they breach this confidentiality, their future degrees and future careers, future bar licenses are placed in dire jeopardy. Right. But somebody did it. Somebody leaked it to Politico. And this opinion, I have it right in front of me. It is a stellar opinion written by Justice Alito. It is everything that you would hope it would be with regards to overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, I know some people would say, well, it doesn't go far enough because it doesn't focus on the 14th Amendment and say that children are persons under the 14th Amendment entitled to due process and the right to life. I understand that, but that was not the issue before the Supreme Court. It wasn't the issue argued. That would have to be another case before the Supreme Court. What was before the Supreme Court is this. A decision was uh, focused on the Mississippi law that banned abortion after 15 weeks gestation, except for in cases of medical emergency in cases of severe fetal abnormality. That obviously conflicts with Roe v. Wade, the 1973 decision, and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the 1992 decision, and everything in between and since. Because that is well before, quote, viability. Viability is an artificial construct regarding the ability of a baby to live outside the womb. And that is only based upon advancing technology. Right. And, and in our brief, we talk about, you know, abortion is, is racist, but it's also unconstitutional, violates the right to life. You look at the Constitution. It's all about preserving life. Well, in fact, in my case, I was a pastor and I knew all the biblical languages and I knew history and archaeology. And I was number one in my seminary class and I was pastoring. So I knew a lot about the Bible, at least I thought. But, you know, in your the head? fact is, right? yeah, in the head. But I didn't know anything about this. I had not been confronted with this, how my faith intersects with the culture. And, and the media does that, a good job of that, makes it look like it's a right for women to have Well, the media, and, you know, when you just read you the know. media, you didn't do any of your own research, it looks like, well, abortion, that... that you cannot imagine that it's the killing of innocent human beings. Right. It's just a little blob or whatever so you're just thinking euphemisms it's some they want to use. High yeah. menstrual cycle, maybe, but it's not a human life. That's what the thinking was. So as a pastor, I was attending a, a luncheon with other pastors in Lexington, Kentucky, and a Roman Catholic and a Protestant decided that they were on a mission to get information to pastors. And the new documentary came out called Assignment Life, and we were the very first group. And so we sat down and we watched this documentary, and I was stunned because they actually showed abortions and the, dis and the recollection, because they have to put these little baby body parts on the table to see if they got them all, unless there's something left in the woman's uterus. And these were just small little humans. And then they showed a first trimester abortion. They showed the fetal models. This was well before 3D and 4D ultrasound. 
and it was like undeniable. It was, where have I been as a pastor? It and was shameful. And you went to seminary, Matt, and they didn't drive you they into God's word, about talk this. about God created life in the if moment in of conception and all that? If in fact they did anything, it would be, you know, oh, what's between a doctor and a woman uh, and, and the mother? And when I saw it and I did more research on it, I was stunned. And so I went down to the local Right to Life, I had no involvement with Right to Life. I found it in the, in the phone book got all the material, and I said, do you have Roe v. Wade? And they said, no, but you can go to the University of Kentucky Law Library. So I did, and I read it. It's my first legal case ever. That's what ultimately transitioned me from pastoral ministry into law. And when I read it, it didn't make sense, because when you read it, they cover all this history. And all the history was that there had never been in the history of mankind this abortion on demand through all nine months of pregnancy whether it was in the Greek period, whether it was with you know, the Hippocratic Oath. In fact, the Hippocratic Oath says that you will not administer any poison that causes an abortion. So the Hippocratic Oath was way back then when Hippocrates said, if you're going to be a physician, don't give some kind of medication to a woman that would induce an abortion. Right. And of course, I'm sure you saw that Roe Reed Wade and Doe versus Bolton were both based on lies. Yeah, well, of course, I Those didn't know it Those women did at not time, want abortions. But, you know, when I read lies. it, I said, this just doesn't make sense. They they jump from something, you, you think they're going to go one way, and at the very end, they say, well, we're going to grant abortion. We don't know where the right is. It's somewhere in the Constitution. It could be in the first, second, fourth, fifth. 14th Amendment, we don't know. It's in the penumbra. It's emanating from the edges like an eclipse. And I thought, that was just nonsense. And that's what led me into this. So when Justice Alito, in this draft opinion, says Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, he's absolutely right. He says, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overturned. It is time, he writes, to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. He says the Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision. Uh, that is clearly true. And, you know, now that we know that this, this is a great possibility, states need to be working, just like Florida is, it, and working on, you know, protecting life in the states, because well, that's, that's where it goes back to. our focus will clearly turn now to the states, both for legislation and defense of the sanctity of human life, and also on the federal level as well, like the Born Alive Infant Protection mm -hmm. Act, because there are some states that are off the rails, like New York and California. And not putting our taxpayer dollars toward No abortion. taxpayer dollars. So there's a lot of work ahead, but this is a huge victory. I have always said that we will live to see the overturning of Roe versus Wade. I think this is the day, historic times ahead. For more information, visit lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.